Good night, Duffy. Oh. Really, Watson, I've never thought of myself as handsome. That's the first time in my life that a woman has run away at the sight of me. I was afraid that that honest face of yours might give the secret away. Oh, and you're hosting that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Isn't, doesn't every episode begin like this? Oh, yeah, it's so does, boring Because he now. doesn't believe me at all, ever. Fine. Welcome to All the Best Lines. How are you, everyone? Smokey, mm-hmm. you okay? I'm lovely. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks, yeah. And isn't it a joy to be joined mm-hmm. by our very special friend, Mr. Ben Taylorson from Rated H, House of Hammer. Hey, Ben. Hey, Yo, Ben. It's my pleasure to be here, in fact. <laughs> to a returning guest, I should say. Yeah, yeah. As we did uh, Night of the Demon, didn't we? Which was good fun. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, of course. Yes, I forgot that was this. <laughs> Both of you had forgot. <laughs> forgotten that existed. Yeah. No, I remember, <laughs> remember doing it, but I just f- forgot that it was this. I t- it, you know, they all blur. <laughs> they do all blow. Yeah, in fact, yeah, we, this is a conversation we should have had off air, but yeah, we need to do the other two of the quadrilogy, don't we? But there we go. Yeah, the quadrilogy. Yeah. Oh, yes. God. We're not calling it that, are we? Please, let's not call it that. That is a word. That's, that's what though? we agreed the press release would say. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, we'll get there, yeah. But no, it's wonderful to have you here, Ben. Mm. Uh, Adam and I slowly are going through all the Basil Rathbone... Uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh. Uh, this is only our second one. We've uh, and the first one was about two years ago. So oh, very slowly then. So very, you'll be, you'll be through slowly. them all by 2050. Very slowly. <laughs> uh, in, and here, look, it's not it's not for the want of trying. I've thrown the option to do one of these, uh, Adam, for se- several times over the last few episodes. But uh, to, to be fair, he's picked other <laughs> good films to talk about in the meantime. Um, but bef- I, I just want to say, before we go in, because it was something you mentioned to me privately and on, uh, I think it was Radio H and possibly House of Hammer. Uh, so not privately all- then. Yeah, Jesus. Well, and, and. On every uh, available and, channel. And, and. <laughs> Um, is that you're wanting to watch more Golden Age cinema? Yeah, I think we 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 brought it up, didn't we, on last Rated Ages? Mm. That I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I, I've like, kind of lost interest a little bit in contemporary cinema. I'm, I'm out of the groove. So in order to keep ticking over film wise, I'm, I'm going back in time like Marty McFly, and um, yeah, and <laughs> picking up things, more things from the sort of forties and fifties and sixties, uh, in conjunction with the stuff that we've got to watch, got to for the for the <laughs> hobby I enjoy. Um, but uh, yeah, I've I've got a bundle of stuff that I'm, we're picking our way through, me and me and my wife. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it as well. T- some titles that I'm yeah. Talking of uh, the titles you've watched from yesteryear, you got in touch with me recently to say that you watched and enjoyed Wings. Talking about Marty McFly, but um, hmm. yeah. You um you going back to the silent era as well? Yeah, well this yeah because Hell's Angels was 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 on the cusp, wasn't it? It was silent film remade as a talkie. Um, but yeah, I was mean, it I Hell's thought, Angels I'm, you watched or Wings? It, it was Hell's Angels. <laughs> so sorry, my brain fell out. Airplanes, man, they're all the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and I've, I've never been averse to it to a silent film. I, you know, it's obviously it's a completely different experience watching. You know that kind of of movie, but I, you know, they're they're short, aren't they? So they're all over and done with. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I you know, I, I like early cinema. I always have done, but it's just you know, sometimes watching the earlier stuff requires a little bit more effort and a little bit more concentration. It and, requires you know, a different sensibility, I think. As well. It does. Sometimes yeah, when I'm watching um, a silent film, I really enjoy them, but I do think there's a style of storytelling that you have to mm-hmm. sort of get yourself into when you walk into a movie. You go right, I'm here to you know 
have a movie shown to me with silent cinema I do think there's a, you know you have to put the work in slightly just to get into the groove of the way the story is told it's very strange like The Cat and Canary Absolutely. was such a great film but for, for the first 15 minutes you're like is the story started yet I'm not quite sure what's happening what are the mm. captain what are these fades you know what are these tints all about and all of a sudden it, the story starts and you're like oh I'm totally in there but anyway that was n- non-essential because <laughs> the film I accused you of watching <laughs> was not the right <laughs> so, no. I think no no <laughs> sorry, anyway, but, sorry. but the thing was though what, I mean this is something I love about it is is that uh, you know Ben uh, said he, he wants to learn more about uh, Golden Age Cinema which is which is wonderful which is exactly the reason this show exists is to to learn more about it and I, and I've and I've found you know through Adam bringing the films to the show of, of so many great films that I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise and so after Ben and his lovely wife Liz reviewing Hell's Angels that's really made me want to see that film because it sounds absolutely wonderful I assume you have seen it Adam yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, um, there is um, because he famously filmed it as a silent. This is where I'm getting my wires crossed. It's because yeah, he famously yeah. filmed it as a silent film, and then when the jazz singer came out, they were just about to to release the cinemas, and he was like, "Sound is the way forward." So he completely threw it out, refilmed it again as a sound film. So um, oh yeah, yeah. So wings, silent film. Hell's Angels, silent film, then sound film. That's where my wires are getting crossed. I do apologize. same difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fighter jets in the sky. Anyway, yeah. but then yeah. also uh, to go along with this is that uh, you and I again, Ben, had spoken and you'd watched recently a Basil Rathbone, Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmes. I can't remember which one it was though. Uh, which can you? one? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I had. We might have to cut this out. I don't think I've ever seen any Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmes. I've seen things with Basil Rathbone in them, but I've never seen a Sherlock Holmes with him in. Unless I was, oh, so I, I don't remember. I made a list of the Basil Rathbone films I'd seen in case I got quizzed on my knowledge of Basil Rathbone. <laughs> oh, ah, and maybe that, you will. Ooh, ooh. That's, that's helped. That's 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 helped the memory. It was Robin Hood. You watched Robin Hood with Errol Flynn. I did. Flynn I, I watched Basil the, the, the Adventures of Robin Hood, and it was yeah, because he's Guy of Gisborne, isn't he? In uh, that's why in it that came film. Up. So that 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 God, and better see, we're both neither of us are having a stroke. We it yeah. actually happened. Um, it did. It so did. yeah, I, I've seen that, and I've seen him as um, Pontius Pilate in. Uh, the Last Days of Pompeii, which is an absolutely fantastic film because Jesus makes an appearance. Um, which is, <laughs> in is, is, Pompeii! In well. Pompeii, yes. Actually, Jesus is slightly off, off shot. He's never actually on screen, but he's there glowing. You get the glow. Uh, that's that's the whole message of Christianity. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. never front and centre. He's yeah. just off screen. His influence is just always off watching. Yeah, off the screen. But yeah, so he, he, he's in that as Pontius Pilate. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. That's how we got there. And I said, right, well then, come on and watch uh, uh, a Sherlock Holmes film. And uh, on, I think it was our previous episode, uh, Adam had said, well, maybe Pursuit to Algiers isn't the one to start him off with. <laughs> well, this is generally regarded to be the nadir of the Sherlock Holmes uh, film series with Basil Rathbone, even though I don't think it is. I think there's so much to enjoy in this film. For me, the whole period, they do two period films. They do Hand of the Baskervilles, Adventure of Sherlock Holmes, and then Universal get the rights, and they take them over there, and they do war films, and they do spy films, and they do like these mysteries and thrillers and stuff like this. And for me, the Universal ones are the fun ones. You know, they're like an hour long. Watson is, you know, his buffoonish best. Sherlock is, you know, he has, the, for the first three films in the series, for them, he has 
this crazy windswept hairdo yeah. that he must have that Basil himself must have thought this will be totally modern kids, you know, <laughs> hello fellow teenagers kind of thing. Um, dreadlocks. Yeah. It's, it's it, it just they they tick my boxes so much. They're so pulpy. And they're so short. They're fun. They're efficient. There's there's killers and there's monsters and there's you know plots and. God, it's, they're, they're just so much fun to watch. I watch the Universal Sherlock Holmes films. Whenever I think, I've got a spare five minutes, what can I do? Stick on Pursuit to Algiers or stick on House of Fear or stick on Faces Death or whatever. So um, Pursuit to Algiers, for some reason for me, was always the underdog one of the series. And I explained in our last episode, because I know I did it at length, why I love it so much. But there were so many touches in it that just make me go, they were obviously, you know, here's £10, make a film. And he went, okay, I'm going to try and make this £10 as special as possible. And there's so many bits, and it's the whole fish and chips opening of this film. It's like they went, well, you, your film's okay, but it's only 40 minutes, we need another 20 minutes. And he went, hmm. <laughs> I think I'll do a fish and chips opening. And then there's this, like, you know, gloriously B-movie Thing all the way through, finished by this plot twist that really, really got me. <laughs> I still watch it now and I go, it's so cleverly done. So, <laughs> Pursuit of Algiers, for me, is one of these little, you know, the little engine that could movies. Um, so I really love it. But it's generally regarded to be one of the worst films in the series. And I have fought for it and argued about it on social media mm-hmm. for the entire length of my podcasting career. So uh, I do, I do think it's maybe a suspect one to begin someone on the journey with. That's my reason. Well, but before before we go on to Ben, then I, I'll, I'll just have to say is that I, I admitted it uh, in the last episode as well is that you converted me to the the cult of pursuit of Algiers because I, I this is certainly not and I I will never use the word worst when it comes to this series of films I will I, I this is not my least favorite I don't hate any of them hmm. I think they're all they all have some merit and they're all enjoyable I I know you're not a massive fan of the adventures or uh, Hand of the Baskervilles hmm. but I, I like those too hmm. but for, but for me this is nowhere near the bottom of my favorite of the of this series, I th- I think this is a, a wonderful film, and it's got and and the thing you always told me to look out for was Watson's reaction to Sherlock dying, and it's a beautiful scene, and it's done so well. We'll get to it uh, mm. in a little minute, but I, I yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> I I love this film too. So I know we're putting our cards on the table straight away. But I think we I think we've, we've done that for a few episodes. I think so many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. but uh, but Ben, so your your first. Sure, sure. Uh, Basil Rathbone. Um, <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> well, I think I'll start with a caveat, all right? And the caveat is that um, I, I had, stroke have, an irrational dislike of Sherlock Holmes, and, and I say, I, I, no, I say irrational. It is fully, I, I fully admit oh. it's irrational because. Because my exposure to uh, Mr. Holmes is minimal. I mean, other than the young Sherlock Holmes film and okay. oh, the film. the Robert Downey Jr. films, I'm actually struggling to think that I've consumed Mr. Holmes in any other uh, media. Cumberbatch? Jeremy mm. Brett? Nope. No? Okay. So, wow. so, so, so I don't know why I, I, I thought, I don't really like Sherlock Holmes, because how can I have one form an opinion on those three films? Um <laughs> So I went into it, you know, slightly concerned that I wasn't going to like it. Um, but that that wasn't the case. I, I, I found it 
as these films will be obviously it's formulaic because it's a murder mystery if it's not a murder mystery but you know what i mean it's that kind mm. of th- th- there's something happening and you're drip fed bits it's an injury step ahead it? of it yeah, yeah that's the yeah. yeah he's one step ahead of everybody i thought it but i but, but for what it was i i thought it was it was well done very watchable i mean if an hour you can't go wrong can you it's a Rathbone's fantastic, and uh, Nigel Bruce is great, and you know mm. the, the supporting cast are fine, and the, you know the well cast for a group of oddball baddies, one the fat, <laughs> fat man in a beret, great. There's uh, some misdirection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that must have been that fish and chips that left me cold, though. I didn't, I didn't that. Uh, <laughs> did you did you not like it, Ducky? I, I didn't. No, the chips were too thin. They, they were. They were. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was well. When we get into the to the discussing bits of it, I'll 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 reveal more of the cards of my hand. But it was uh, yeah, I, I I didn't dislike it. I shall say from the off. This is um, extraordinarily surprising to me because you know not only are we you know there's us thinking we were going to bring Ben in to the Rathbone series of Sherlock Holmes and say, what do you think of this version of him? And this is Ben's, like, almost first exposure to Sherlock Holmes as a character. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of tragic. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> really the only sorry. way is up. The only way is up, isn't it, though? It's, and if I yeah. didn't mind this, then by the time we get to whatever, I'll be blown away. <laughs> actually, actually, that's a very good point. Uh, we done. Uh, we did the the Pearl of Death uh, before, which didn't is we? my personal favourite of the series. I was just going to mm. say, I love Pursuit of Argy. Uh, yeah, a P- Pearl of Death, I, th- I think, is wonderful. Uh, uh, Woman in Green, I think, is probably my favourite. I, I, I just, yeah, there, there's just something about that that film. But yeah, I think it's uh, Pursuit of Argy right. is definitely my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have that on record, please? Ben, would you yeah. mind recording a short audio clip <laughs> saying, Hi, I'm Ben Taylorson. You're listening to all the best start. lines of Pursuit to Algiers is the best Sherlock Holmes film. Thank you. Of, of all the Sherlock Holmes films I've seen, starring Basil Rathbone, I can honestly say Pursuit to Algiers is my favourite. <laughs> I just say, I, I, I like watched them all uh, just over the last sort of six months or so. And, and, and I've seen some of them before, but then I watched them all and and yeah, and just fell in love with them. And also, it changed my opinion on uh, not Nigel Bruce as such, but um, his depiction of of, uh, of Watson. I didn't like it at first, but I grew to love what he did with the character. And none, none more so than than this film. I think he plays it exceptionally well. Don't think that was him singing, though, was it? I think it was him singing, but I think he'd gone into a studio and sung it, uh, you know, perhaps and you know, I don't know what the 1945 equivalent of auto-tune is. <laughs> Do you think they kind of like did a share I believe version of his voice and then sort of played it over his performance? It's it's a lovely moment. I have to it's say, it's a bit of a banger as well. About to me and my true love We'll never meet again on the bony, a bony banks According to the ever reliable, hundred percent accurate source that is the comments under the YouTube video, it is his voice. <laughs> okay, fair dues. It's certainly not her playing the piano, though. See her arms flailing about all over the place. <laughs> I think she was stroking her knees, wasn't she? Just because she's injecting a bit of pizzazz doesn't mean it wasn't her playing the piano. <laughs> 
<laughs> she is a bit of a pizzazz monster. I did she have is. quite the crush on her at the end. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. Really <clears throat> yeah, yeah so lovely woman. Anyway, should we get into the plot, just so people know what we're talking about? Go for it, my friend. Well, Sherlock is a bit burned out, isn't he? And uh, Watson is determined to take him on a fishing trip to Scotland. Ah, Scotland, says <laughs> Says Nigel Bruce at the beginning of Life is Slow. It's one of those. Yeah, don't I don't, it's the way he pronounces the word Scotland. Sometimes yeah. when I'm on my own, I just go Scotland. <laughs> anyway, so they decide to go to Scotland and they're going to go on a shooting holiday where the leaping salmon are, you know, leaping over glens and dales or whatever it is. Um, but then <laughs> um, <laughs> there's this whole sequence. Crikey. I'll tell you what, you describe it, Smokey, because I just can't believe it happened in a film. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I love the fact that the film opens with uh, someone recommending him a gun that is the best to shoot fish with. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful way to open a film. <laughs> I've never seen that before. So, all right, fair news. So, yeah, so um, they're planning this, this holiday and then surreptitiously... I mean, this. I mean, as you say, maybe maybe this this beginning was just thrown on, and it probably was. To it just really pan was. It out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but I like it because uh, because I mean, it's so ridiculous in mm-hmm. in the fact that they just happen to be walking along a street. A man says, "Oh, Sherlock, you've dropped your paper. Here you are." And he goes, "No, I don't have a paper." And, oh, yes, I do. And it obviously he realizes there's a code in there, and then he follows it into the fish and chip res- restaurant. I mean, I like this. It's ridiculous it and ridiculous. silly. Uh, yeah, but and and the, everything that happens is a code. I've said Sherlock this to you before. I've said this to you before on this show. Mm. There are, you know, the boring way of doing this opening would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just received a letter saying we have to go to blah blah blah, and him going there, and yep. uh, you know, having exactly the same meeting that he has anyway when he gets there. Yep. But they, they, do, they do this ridiculous thing where. You know, you know, you've dropped your paper, sir, and in the paper there's this article marked with a circle and it says eight o'clock. And then someone says, Are you hungry? And he's like What? Who are you? And it's like, Well, I can re- recommend it's as if people walk around on the streets and say, Hey, that McDonald's was so good. I'm gonna stop the first stranger I see. Hey, excuse me, are you hungry? Yes. I recommend you go over there and have a McCrispy. With, uh, with uh, cheese bites. <laughs> Thank you, you know, Prime not... Minister of Romania, for that. <laughs> <way> <laughs> <of you. laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to deny that this is an absolutely ludicrous way to start a film, but I love it. I it think shows really, invention. That's what I love it about does. it. Like, like as I say, lazy script writing would have been, mm-hmm. you know, he's sitting there violining in his room with his pipe in his mouth, and Miss Hudson walks yeah. in and she hands him a card, and the card says, be yeah. it so-and-so, you know? But instead, they went. <laughs> Let's do this fish and chip thing. I have an idea. Yeah. Um, but also, it gives you a chance. I said this in the last episode. There is a character in the fish and chip shop that they end up oh, in. Yeah. Where she's like obviously supposed to be a lady of the night, you know. And she walks up and she makes a couple of comments about Watson and Holmes, and she keeps using the phrase "ducky." Mm-hmm. And later in the film, when you're trying to work out who's trying to you know, who's the nefarious villain behind this thing, one of the characters on the ship keeps using the phrase ducky. And you think to yourself, now hang on, you know, if, if you've, if you're eagle-eyed like me, or, you know, not, not eagle-eyed actually, if you've seen the film 
1155 <laughs> times like me, <laughs> then you'll probably notice little details like that. But I, I think when Roy William Neal was putting this film together, I think he had grander ambitions for it. And I think this kind of shows it, you know, the whole mm. chip shop thing and the whole ducky detail and the twist and the prints and everything. I think it demonstrates that although maybe he didn't quite realise it in the finished state because people have so many problems with this film, I think he had grand ambitions for it. I just don't think, you know, maybe he executed them as perfectly as he wanted to. What do you Fair think, of the I watched this segment. opening again, <laughs> you know, not to hammer home the point, but I watched this opening having never watched a Sherlock Holmes film before. <laughs> and I did have myself thinking, it's not all going to be like this, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous coded messages in vision chip shops. <laughs> and I, I, you know, just to play a devil's advocate, I found myself sitting there thinking, well, why didn't someone just give him a piece of paper? To send oh, no. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> As I say, that would have been poor storytelling. Yeah, you have to be. You, you do. You, you have to give this a buy. You have to be kind to it. <laughs> Because they had no money. <laughs> it's, it's 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 the comments. It's like you know, sort of fish and chips, filthy stuff. So I'm writing in my notes. Watson, snob. <laughs> I wouldn't eat this in an alley. And he looks at me and goes, "That's it. I've got it. Fishbone Alley. We were supposed to be at Fishbone Alley at eight p.m." It's like, come I, on. I, I just I just want to point out that my favourite thing so far is discovering that Ben can do a Nigel Bruce impression. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Please do it at every opportunity, Ben. I'm not singing the the, the whatever it is, the Lock Lomond song though. <laughs> Oh, Amazing. <laughs> May I recommend a visit, gentlemen? A visit where, sir? The best fish and chips in London. Gentlemen. Fish and chips? I never eat fish and chips. My friend doesn't eat fish and chips. We loathe fish and chips. Oh. Come to think of it, old fellow, some fish and chips might go very well just now. Thank you for your suggestion, sir. Come on, what? Fish and chips, filthy stuff. I wish you'd brought our cat. <laughs> Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Evening. May I suggest uh, that, sir? Two and six. No, I think I'll have some fish and chips. And you, sir? Just a minute. Sorry, dear. We serve the best fish and chips in London, sir. Make it two, will you? I think I'll have a, an order of... Oh, gone. I order for both of us. What do you order for me? Fish and chips. Fish and chips. <laughs> nice place you brought me to, I must say. Basically, the, the heir who has been educated in England has to assume the throne that's just been uh, vacated by his assassinated father, the king yes. of Ravinia. Of Ravinia. So, um, Ravinia. They want Sherlock to uh, make sure that he gets back to Ravinia safely by way of Algiers. But people are trying to kill him too. Mm. Yes, mm. they are. People are people are onto them straight away, and Holmes uh, realizes this. Um, and in a very telling scene, at the end of being explained to what the mission is going to be, he 
sends Watson back to Baker Street to make arrangements and then turns to the men and says, you know, he, sa <laughs> he essentially says, um, right, guys, now let's form the real plan kind of thing. Your Highness, may I present uh, Mr. Sherlock Holmes? How do you do, sir? And uh, Dr. Watson. How do you do, sir? Delighted to meet you, gentlemen. I appreciate your kindness in undertaking this mission. Oh, not at all, sir. Uh, I... Uh, I am sorry, Dr. Watson, but I'm afraid you will not be able to accompany Mr. Holmes after all. Uh, the plane we had expected to use developed engine trouble, and this, as you see, is uh, only a three-seater. Well, just a minute, sir. Where Holmes goes, I go too. Well, I know, I know, but... Uh... Well, first we lose our holiday, now this. I don't like your going off alone, Holmes. I don't like it at all. Come now, Watson. Whatever we must do in a good cause must be done. Look here. Rovinia isn't very far from the Mediterranean, and it has some excellent fishing. Why don't you take a boat? I'll meet you there. We'll have a holiday after all. Come to think of it, there's a boat sailing for the Mediterranean tomorrow. The Friesland, Swedish Africa Line, cargo and passenger. I have some influence with the director. Oh, that's very kind of you, sir. It's not just that I mind giving up our fishing homes, you know that. But hang it all, I want to be of some use. And you can be, definitely. I can be? Would you excuse us, sir? Okay. Watson. I don't like this convenient accident. Too many people seem to be in on this secret. When our antagonists discover we've separated, it's more than likely you'll be followed. So I want you to make yourself as conspicuous as possible. Decoy, eh? Sort of sitting duck. That's right. Oh, hello. Be on your guard constantly. Be wary of strangers. And whatever you do, don't breathe a word regarding my whereabouts. Don't you worry, Holmes. You can trust me. I know I can. <laughs> I ain't getting in no plane, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do like the fact that he sort of says, oh, well, Watson, you, you go by ferry and uh, we'll meet in, in uh, on the way. But you, you make yourself as inconspicuous as possible. And all Watson does is be Watson. <laughs> he doesn't change at all. He's just his usual self. And I'm liking the fact that that is just who Watson is. And I, think, I think that's a really sweet touch. Absolutely. Ben, do you want to take the next part of the plot? Okay, so yeah, we're... We make it to the boat, ferry, cruise, part cargo, part luxury liner <laughs> boat that it is, and one yeah, room. where we're in, we're introduced <laughs> to another, yeah, one, yeah, one, one room. <laughs> we're introduced. I, I do spend a lot of time talking about films that are fake boats. I just like to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we were you made about this choice. This night, yeah. <laughs> did I? Did I? Anyway, <laughs> you picked the wrong yeah, friends. So, we're, we're on, yeah, so pick the wrong wrong week to quit drinking. We're, um, so we're, we're on the we're on the boat, and we're introduced to a number of different people. So there's Johansson, who's like the first officer or the captain or something. There's Sanford, the steward, who's the, effectively the glorified butler. Uh, there's Miss Woodbury, who's the uh, the singer. Uh, there's a number of a couple of I've just termed red herring beard people uh, who who turn out to be we were suspicious of them all the way through that they are the killers. Where it turns out they're not killers; they're merely archaeologists. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a common misconception. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a shock! And there's there's Miss Dunham who uh, has a monocle and a and a, a gun. They keep calling a revolver, which is actually which an automatic isn't. pistol. Yeah. Um, and then there's Nicholas, who is we're told the heir. He's not, uh, and uh, he's to to pretend to be uh, Watson's nephew during this journey, so Watson can keep a keen eye on him in case there's a, a sort of what's the word um, foul play afoot. Yeah. 
See, look at me getting into it. I like it. Sherlock yeah. Holmes speak. But, I mean, it's, it's obvious that Watson's eye is definitely not on his quote-unquote nephew at all. Watson no. is, is very taken by uh, Stunham. Uh, no, no, it's not Stunham. It's no, the other one. Miss Woodbridge. Um, Woodbridge, sorry, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's, I think, forgive the word, but I think this is incredibly cute. Is okay. that, do, do you know, I mean, I... He doesn't appear romantically interested. No, he's it's, he's rather taken with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think there's anything untoward. It's, it's paternal, on, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, go on. No, no, no one. Go why? On. Why? I just want to know why. I Ben's don't mean giggling. paternal in a color climax way. I mean paternal in a. You know, he just wants to. I just to ensure that she gets the the place she wants to go to. I want to know why Ben is giggling. I almost made a Rolf Harris joke, but I didn't. He <laughs> <laughs> just did. That's scary. <laughs> no, that's getting for that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. Uh, it's worth saying that um, basically the plan that Holmes has come up with is that he will take the real prince uh, in a plane with a great, you know, a grey plane with a, a stripe on it that, um, across the ocean to uh, Ravinia, where they need to be. And Watson is to act as... I don't know, a distraction to whoever the mysterious villain is that assassinated the king. Be as loud and, uh, you know, as obnoxious as you can on this cruise to past Algiers to Ravinia so that people will think that you have the prince with you. Um, But Watson is on board and meets these people, as Ben described so wonderfully. Mm -hmm. But then um, he sees a news report saying that... A plane with a stripe has been shot down and there were no survivors. And he assumes that Holmes has been killed in his undertaking of the mission. But he retires to... I have to say, quickly, you know, um, we sort of mentioned this earlier on, but I think if you watch the Sherlock Holmes series, all 14 films, you are generally led to believe that Watson is a... not a heartless buffoon, but it's kind of a mindless buffoon. He kind of, you yeah. know, bumps into things and 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 you know mumbles. Always off. falls asleep in, in chairs. Yeah, that's basically. what he always does. He's yeah. the comic relief, but he has, you know, he has. This He's the of... Mister Blobby of the Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but there's yeah. this moment where he finds out that his friend has been killed, and when you're twelve movies into the series, um, you've kind of come to realize what their relationship is. And when he finds out that his best friend is dead, he mm. doesn't like go into histrionics. There's no like big "here is my Oscar" moment scene from Nigel Bruce. Mm. He just kind of reflects for a moment, and he walks out to the railing, and he sort of leans over, and you can see the pain in the way he's yeah. standing. It's really yeah. remarkable, and I've always kind of championed this moment as you know. I agree. You know, he is a bumbler, and he's comic relief, but. He could pull it off when it mattered. And, yeah. um, you know, the 12th movie in a series of 14, perhaps not the, you know, ripest moment in, in the series to to give Watson his emotional moment. But it does work, I think. So. It does. Mm. Yeah, I, I think he plays it really well, especially when um, uh, one of the, ca- the the crew come up to him and sort of say, oh, someone's ill, we need your mm. help because you're the only doctor on board. And he just says, I, I can't yeah. right now. And, and that's basically, it's not, it's not just, oh, go away, it's I can't. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's, and it's so unusual for him mm. to say something like that because usually he's like, right, ho, you know, or yeah, yes, of course, you know. But you can see in that moment, you know, <laughs> I need this moment yeah. for myself. I'm sorry. 
go away. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't do this anymore. And yeah. um, I, th- I think I think it's a wonderful scene. This probably isn't landing as hard for you, Ben. But if you watch all the films in order, when you get to that bit, it's like, whoa, that's really out of character for 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 Watson. No, I mean, even, for Nigel Bruce even from what I'd seen so far, I could see it was a touching moment, and it was a. You know, as you say, you can you pick up on the fact that he's there as you know, sort of bumbling comic relief, and the whole film is quite light in tone, mm. and it Very, is a kind yeah. of sobering moment where he kind mm. of yeah he goes a bit weak at the knees and stares into the middle distance, and obviously you know, can't. And then it's probably, I, what I also quite like is that the minute there's any sort of mention of authority or duty, he's straight back on it. It's all oh, the yeah. captain needs me, right? Okay, yeah. I can yeah. do this. Absolutely, you know, which That's is quite very nice well observed. Well. Yeah, small grey plane. Two white stripes. No. Can't be true. Holmes. Holmes gone. Dr. Watson. I beg your pardon, Dr. Watson. What is it? I'm sorry to bother you, sir, but there's a gentleman quite ill in cabin seven. The captain asked if you'd mind seeing him. No, no, I can't see anyone now. Well, we have no doctor aboard, sir. I've retired from practice. Well, the captain requested it, sir. The captain? Oh, where is he? So just follow me. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like his army training kicking back in, isn't it? It's sort of like, oh, the sergeant or the, you know, the top needs me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go back to it. And, But, I mean, again, something that, that comes up in... All of these films, I think, every single one, is Watson expressing surprise whenever he see, sees Sherlock with, with his Holmes every single time. <laughs> and sometimes multiple times during a film as well. Exactly. And, and and I never, ever get bored of him saying it. Well, because obviously we're 20, like 22 minutes into the film or something, and there's 38 minutes to go, and it's a Sherlock Holmes film, so of course Holmes isn't dead you know uh, moments after his emotional <laughs> breakdown or whatever you want to call it um he's led down to the um to his cabin and wh- where the, the captain has requested your presence on a severe medical case he walks into the room and finds that in fact holmes has been on the boat all along and not only holmes but prince nicholas who um, yeah. he was apparently escorting i mean so. this is it though isn't it really for the rest of the film, hmm. it's it's Sherlock and uh, Watson and Nicholas, and they've just got to get to Algiers, basically. That's it. But yeah. there just happens there just happens to be people trying to kill <laughs> <laughs> all of them, <laughs> really. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we get to the the poison coffee scene, which I think is wonderful because more so than any other film, I think is that. Holmes gives gives Watson the credit for foiling this scheme more so than he ever does in any other film. You know, Sh- Sherlock normally takes the credit for foiling everything, but he just goes, "No, no, it was Watson that did it this time." Although it kind of technically wasn't, but it, you know, it was still nice for him to give him some credit. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's by by means of his uh, a snobbish xenophobia, this foreign, <laughs> foreign muck that the lads drinking. <laughs> Uh, it's not tea. Uh, I built the empire on tea. Uh. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, Sherlock oh God, says Benny, the same, doesn't it's he? It's just uncanny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is. It's brilliant. I love that. I'm going to call but you to, Benny Bruce. Say, to, to, to be fair, though, Sherlock says the same, doesn't he? That the, Was it the British Empire was built on tea or something along those yeah, lines? I'm not drinking this. Yeah. <laughs> now that's your Basil Rathbone. <laughs> Take it in the room. 
in the cabin. <laughs> Elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> Meant really a f- <laughs> Coffee. I don't see how you can drink the stuff. I never could stand it myself. Everyone in my country drinks coffee. My dear Nicholas, apparently you don't realise that it's tea that has made the British Empire and Watson what they are today. Well, we're both in pretty good shape, aren't we? <laughs> I thought it was the playing fields of Eton that were responsible. No, no, no. Only for the Battle of Waterloo. Oh, Scummy-looking stuff, even for coffee. Looks as if the cream had gone sour. Don't drink it. Why not? What's wrong? Mm. It's fortunate that you take cream with your coffee, Nicholas. I, I don't understand. It happens to be an idiosyncrasy of the cyanic acid group. It breaks up fat into globules. Cyanic acid? Do you mean to say that Nicholas was almost poisoned under our very eyes? If it hadn't been for the telltale appearance of the cream. Cold-blooded murder! Men who have engineered one assassination, Watson, will not stop at another. I owe you my life, Mr. Holmes. No, not me. Dr. Watson, with his keen sense of observation. Oh, thank you, Holmes. So, yeah, the, the film then becomes, um, okay, they're on to us, and... Um, um, the plane was shot down that we were supposed to be in, so they obviously know we're now on the boat. So how do we keep the prince that is here with me alive um, until we get to Algiers? Is there anyone else on the boat that could be involved in this, and are they going to make a strike against the prince? Could it be um, the suspicious uh, Miss Woodbury, played by Marjorie Reardon, who seems to flee every time that Sherlock Holmes is in a room, uh, you know, is it a guilty secret? Or could it be Miss Dunham, who keeps keeps saying ducky <laughs> and has a gun? Or could it be... And a monocle. I mean, no one with a monocle is ever innocent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why a monocle? Or could it be the two suspicious, you know, uh, people who keep mentioning the body of a king, who, as Ben say, are actually archaeologists? <laughs> One of them Those has a, ver- a, a very large, funny cigarette that looks like it's a, an exotic tobacco cigarette. Yeah, that was a chew it. Old Hoven. That was it's a massive, it's, it's, it's like an A4 piece of paper rolled up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I mean, this is nice though. I mean, this is a great way of. of not padding out the rest of the film, but just keeping the intrigue going, isn't it? So, as you say, you give the the red herrings, you you give the the sleight of hand and what and whatnot. I mean, I mean, you're embedded in Hercule Poirot at the moment, aren't you? Uh, that sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. Um, but I mean, but it's an Agatha Christie balls. type mystery, isn't it? You know, you you put in your players in a mystery and you work out who's the bad guy. Yeah, you give them That's all a motivation works. and you give them all a bit of a suspicious air um yeah. so anyone could have done it yes it, this did I, what i like about procedurality is is that it does something rather clever with a rather tired formula even for agatha christie you know that, i mean when you see an agatha christie cast of characters even though your mind may tell you that so and so could have done it or so and so could have done it your senses and your instinct says no they're filler they're filler they're filler they're filler uh, you know they're just you know, there to fill the cast out. So what I like about this is that it it does something a little bit unexpected with that. I also like that when the, the real villains are introduced, A, <laughs> the film do, doesn't pretend that they're not. It exactly, they, yeah. Do, and then it also gives you that lovely um, sort of James Bond villain type feeling where the, the baddie knows and the good guys know 
mm. but they're still talking kind of the third person sort of we're not oh, really brilliant. admitting each other <laughs> that would that you know even though i've you just tried to kill me with a knife and i just broke your arm we'll just pretend the next day that it didn't happen even though we were both there <laughs> you know, so. that's, so that's so good so but ben has hinted on what happens the the ship makes a um what do, what do you call it an unscheduled stop and yeah, let's yeah. on three. They park it near the. <laughs> park it on an iceberg. Um, yeah. Three unexpected characters. Penguins. Oh, sorry, right, yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're definitely not penguins. <laughs> but um, three characters um, come onto the boat. Uh, one is Mirko, who's a shifty-looking sort of ferret of a character. One is a rather rotund character called Gregor, and he is like obviously the brains of the operation and then there's Gubek who's this sort of hulking great big he-man monster of a character they come onto the boat and you know, with their insinuations and their, their comments they make it quite clear that they are here to kill the prince and that Holmes is their adversary I kind of like that they you know, as you say Ben they, they get their intent right up there and they're like you know you thought you had villains before well, yeah, boy. Them, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a la- I'm a large man in a bury. Nothing says more villain than that. See, I, I think you know. I, I don't think the, the bury suits the larger man because it's meant it's meant to hang off, but his head's so big it's like really tight. It's not, it's not a suit. It's a suit bury look. I'm going to. It's I, like a monk cap. I am glad you mentioned James Bondo because the villain's way of describing his dastardly plan right at the end of the film. You know the, the pure exposition of it all did remind me of a sort of J- that cliche James Bond villain's way mm. of saying this is how I'm going to take over the world. Well, this is how exactly he's going to commit the murder. Mm. Uh, I like that. I thought, uh, yeah, that's good. Don't do anything foolish, Mr. Holmes. I dare say you're surprised to see me, aren't you? In a way, yes. Impersonations are a hobby of mine. After Doctor Watson left the cabin, I managed to simulate his voice at the door. It was quite good. However, it was fortunate that you didn't hear it. Yes, isn't it? I think you must concede, Mr. Holmes, that the last trick of the game is mine. Quebec! Our object now is not to kill Mr. Holmes, but to get the other one off the boat as quickly as possible. Smokey, did you recognise Gregor? Um, I literally just looked him up. um, um, Beret-wearing character who comes with He's Um, the mastermind-ish person. Uh, he is in the Brighton Strangler. Yes, he is. Yes, so. he's the, he's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy who um, is, uh, is it John Loder's. I don't know, like manager person at the beginning. Who has that horrible right. scene of exposition where he explains exactly who who John Loder is supposed to be and why he's annoyed about. I, something's going off in my grey matter that I actually gave him praise for his uh, performance in the Brighton Strangler, and I, I might, I might you never, regret that now. Sorry, you don't ever, ever praise anyone for their performance in the Brighton Strangler. Yeah, apart from the dog, but yeah, <laughs> not even the dog. That was not a good boy. <laughs> but I mean, you know, this this film's an hour long, so. There's no. Re- I mean, obviously, we talked about the opening scene, which is fair enough. But once they get on the boat, I mean, this is hurtling towards the end, mm. you know. And and also, by the way, I, I, can I just praise the ingenuity of um, putting a bomb in a in a cracker? By the way, <laughs> I think he's back up quietly because because these three guys have come onto the the, the boat. We're obviously now going to get three different ways 
of um, assassination against the prince. Oh that, yes, um, sorry, yes. That, yeah. that Watson and Holmes are trying to escort to Algiers. So first of all, we get uh, um, Mirko, who's the who's played by Martin Kosleck, who any universal horror aficionado will recognise as that sort of snivelling ferret-like character <laughs> in the background, who is sort of evil and you don't know why. But he turns out to be a, an expert knife thrower, and he. <laughs> Go on, Ben. Describe his Go attempt. On. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, yeah. So he's quite accurate because he throws a knife earlier and it goes through the big fella's hat. And yeah, I'd be really annoyed if he'd put someone with a hole in my hat. This is with a practice shot. But, um, and it's not even Barrier Man. It's the big fella. Um, and, but yeah. So he, his his grand plan is he's gonna he's gonna hoy a knife through the the porthole and hit Sherlock Holmes. But Holmes turns the light off so he can't see what he's doing but he's quite the arrogant knife throwing man and says right I can still do this but for some reason that you know unfortunately physics can't explain he feels the need to put his entire arm through the portal to throw the knife he can throw a knife uh, he just can't do it through a hole it just, he no. has to, yeah, he has to reach in. I, mean, I suppose if you reach in, you're like two foot closer, aren't you? But um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and Holmes sees this coming and shuts the portal on his on his arm and breaks his wrist, uh, which is great. I like that bit. I love yeah. it too. And I, I, I've mentioned before that the, I th- I think this film h- holds some kind of record for the amount of camera shots through a portal, <laughs> which which I absolutely adore because it's such a great framing device. You know, I mean, you you see Sherlock there lying on his bed with his head on a pillow, and it's but that's all you need to see. You know, he's going to throw that knife. And to be fair, even though the light was off, that knife does go right where Sherlock's head would be. It does. Mm-hmm. Approximately a quarter of this film, however, is Sherlock Holmes opening and shutting the curtains to the portals of this, which is only five minutes. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Amazing. So that's the first plot foiled. Mm. The second plot comes about when um. Uh, Miss Miss Dunham, the lady who keeps saying ducky, uh, suggests that perhaps they have a great big party, which is, I have to say, the worst party I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> basically, she gets Watson a, just takes it over. Basically, yeah, she gets a table, gives everyone a Christmas cracker, and makes everyone wear a hat, and then encourages them to tell stories about their lives. <laughs> I mean, God. It's not exactly it's not exactly a Tupperware party or an Anne Summers party. I, I, I do like the line though that um, was it. Uh, I'm this stick of celery and Sherlock's this block of cheese. <laughs> no, he was the cheese. Watson was the cheese. <laughs> I, 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 I like that very much. I, I, Don't I'm, ever I'm, get it wrong when Ben. Oh, I know. Okay. I, I just because I'm Benny Bruce strikes thinking, again. If, if I'm t- if I'm ever uh, uh, telling a story, I, I'm going to be determined to be the cheese as well. That's what I thought. And here's me. I'm the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Smoky, he's the tomato ketchup. Here's Adam, he's the pepper, but I'm the cheese. I'm hot stuff. It also, this scene also birthed a line that I'm determined to use next Christmas when the time rolls around, which is, uh, take mine, I never wear paper hats. <laughs> but basically, what what's happening, Gregor from the Brighton Strangler has put a bomb in one of the Christmas crackers belonging to Nicholas Watson. I don't even know why he put it in his Christmas cracker, because wouldn't a bomb just kill the whole table? Kill anyway? everybody. Put it in anyone's. Yeah, put it in anyone's. But anyway, Sherlock Holmes um, picks up Nicholas's Christmas cracker and recognises that the weight is slightly off, or perhaps he can feel some kind of ticking sensation in his palm. But anyway... Maybe. It works out. There's a bomb in there for some reason, and uh... his nonchalance of throwing it overboard mm. is possibly my favourite. 
part of the film. <laughs> so, oh, that's curious, isn't it? <laughs> it just explodes in the water. Crack at? No, I'll just throw it in the sea then. Boom. Bang. Didn't expect that, did you? The How way he throws it, it's like it's going to explode on the hull of the boat. Yeah, I might have so, thrown it a bit further away from the ship. I'm not uh, yeah. Oh, no, I appear to have sunk the vessel. <laughs> Peg it. Yeah. Yeah. You sank my battleship. <laughs> but no, I mean, as you say, this is this is all just so nice and it's easy and, and lovely. And it's easy to yeah. watch. Yeah, the tone's lovely. The tone's yeah. really, really watchable. <laughs> I was, I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking about that earlier today, which because we, we've talked about it many times on God knows how many films now over the years is that uh, tone is a big issue for you. I know Ben, um, but mm. but the tone of this is pretty consistent yeah, uh, all the way through, isn't it? It's nice and and, and light, and mm. um, yeah, it, it it doesn't take itself too seriously. But it also never strays into farce either. It's mm. you know you are meant to t- you are meant to take this, the, the 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 story seriously without being you know sort of ridiculous about it you know enjoy yeah. the levity of it alongside yeah it's um, it's one of those there's a review that came out at the time that said um universal studios film director roy neal delivers a tongue-in-cheek version of the sherlock holmes film genre in pursuit of algiers in which even the actors seem aware that they are trapped within a genre picture and i think it's totally true you can totally yeah. see that they're all in on it they're all having a great time. They're all getting paid. They're all going down to the commissary at lunchtime and, you know, having yeah. chicken supreme. And they're, <laughs> they're like, well, this, this, yeah, I'll, I'll do this, that. <laughs> this film is like, you know, so easy to do, but aren't we all having a ball? And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a nice little romp. Yeah, I, it's one of those films that I think that, okay, granted, some people may say that it's, uh, to use your word from earlier, the nadir of uh, Rathbone uh, and Bruce Sherlock Holmes, but I, I would find it incredibly hard to dislike this. Mm. I mean, even if, if you're going from a pure film scholar point of view, you could point out, you know, problems with the the set or how it looks or some of the acting performances but there's nothing inherently bad about it mm. it's not it's just it's it, no it's just, that's it's a, a wrong but it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's not it, you know it's not it's not you know lateral thinking no. you don't need lateral thinking to work out the mystery or anything like that no not at all it's just an adventure the biggest criticism i can l- l- sort of uh, lay at its feet and this comes from someone who obviously isn't as invested in the um in the series as you two are is that it's disposable it's mm. you know yeah. It, yeah. it's quite a, it's an episodic you know mm-hmm. disposable sort of formulaic film uh, but that 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 sounds like i'm dismissing it and i'm not i'm no, just saying okay. if if you want to levy criticism at it that's you know that that's the that's the criticism i can think of yeah mm. but then but then as we say it's an hour long so well, yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't really matter if it's disposable, does it? When it's an hour, so and it's yeah, that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable just because it's you know exactly. not a piece of you know landmark cinematic history. It's not mm-hmm. art, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, you know, in the context of the series itself, you know, there are more artistic endeavors and there are more, are more you know thrilling thrillers, but I think this one just gives it a real good go, and you know, it, it sort of rolls its sleeves up and it says, right, I'm here to entertain you. And it does a bang-up job. Agreed, agreed. Uh, bef- before we um, go on to our final thoughts and ratings, should we we need to wrap up the film, really, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. So yeah, so there's there's the three the the first two attempts on Holmes is uh, sorry on the the assassination of of Nicholas the the heir, 
have been described. The third attempt is a, is slightly more analog. In so much that they're just gonna <laughs> basically steal him. So they 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 dupe their way they dupe their way into Holmes's room and uh, tie him up and and punch him in the face and knock him out and then depart with mm. the young Nicholas. Just as Holmes is on the mainland, they've reached Algiers by this point. Is on the mainland, basically making sort of a touching base with the contacts who were there to secure. Uh, the prince's uh, safe passage to uh, wherever it is, Narnia or whatever he's going. Um, <laughs> and they, they, they make their way back to the boat and obviously they, they find Holmes is, is tied up and the young lad is missing. And this is when we, we find out that in fact it's all is well because Holmes is untied and then basically says, that, you know, to the, the young lad's gone, but don't you dare doubt my detective abilities and calls for... Um, uh, what, Stewart. What, Stewart. Sanford. Yeah. Yes. And we find out that all along it's been a, a switcheroo and that, uh, in fact, the Sanford, the steward, is, in fact, the heir in disguise. He is Nicholas, and God knows who the other Nicholas was, just some young street <laughs> urchin they found outside, you know, begging for <laughs> onions before before they, they, they set off. So, yeah, it's all been... He, he was begging for fish and chips. He was, yes. <laughs> fish fry, young fish fryer of the year, 1942. Uh, finds himself orphan duck. Yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, it all turns out that, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't even him that they were trying to blow up with the Christmas cracker anyway. It was someone else. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I couldn't have summed it up any better. Bring to the steward, will you, Watson? Hmm? Well, where's Nicholas? What have you done with him? Mr. Holmes, what has happened? Dr. Watson assured us His Majesty would be safe under your guard. Look here, Holmes, there must be some explanation. Gentlemen, I'm rather pained at your evident lack of confidence in me. Did you ring, sir? Your Majesty, King Nicholas. You're safe, sir. Heaven be praised. What? Your Majesty. Your Majesty? What are you talking about? King Nicholas? I don't understand. The young man who assumed your identity, sir? He's safe and unharmed. We've just received word from the shore. Three men have been taken by the security police. But you let them tie you up and kidnap him. Naturally, as ensuring their absence during His Majesty's safe arrival. I can't thank you enough, Mr. Holmes. Your Majesty's safe arrival is thanks enough for me. And you too, Dr. Watson. Thank you, sir. Did you, did you see that coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> not for it. I mean, I'm notoriously terrible at, at detective or mystery things anyway, but no, not for, not for a million years. I... Even watching it twice, I was like, oh, it's him, isn't it? Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, you know, in all of these 14 films, that's literally the only surprising moment. You know, everything else kind of works to the formula, and you watch it because of that. And you watch it because, you know, you, you just want to see Sherlock doing his thing and you know, reveal the baddie. But it's always the guy you kind of thought it would be anyway. And then in Pursuit to Algiers, the 12th, film in the, in the series he he sort of pulls this switcheroo and says actually had you fooled all along not just you but the audience watching you know it was this guy all along that we were protecting not this guy who has now been kidnapped and is probably dead in the graves i think it's great i like I that think it's no, I enjoy, twist. I <laughs> yeah i i yeah no, i i didn't see it coming either i mean it's yeah i think it's so well played that's uh, yeah, and, and I agree. In fact, on repeated viewings, it's like it is like oh yeah, because they just sell it so well. Yeah, I can't I can't knock that they, at all. They do they do do a, a couple of there are a couple of shots where Sherlock goes to the bar and he orders a drink and he sort of sort of not winks but he sort of nods at you know Sanford the steward, yeah. and you can see it's there. 
but it's not explicit. So, no. um, but yeah, it's, it's it's just a good twist. It's a good twist. It really at the is. end of um, a film that could have been a nothing film, but yeah, I, I love that it exists. It's a it's a it's a <laughs> cracking little B movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh well, that's awesome. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to some final thoughts and some ratings then. I think. Um, to, <laughs> let's start off with you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favourite Sherlock Holmes film, but it's a film I really, really love, and it kind of personifies every kind of film I've ever tried to put onto Attaboy Clarence. These little underdog films that are, are full of people you don't really know, and you kind of recognise him from there, and you, they're sort of the fifth or sixth or the later on in the series of the film. But actually, they're really entertaining, and when you're cooking your Sunday dinner or in need of, you know, something to do for an hour on a on an evening, then they're just really good fun to watch. And Pursuit to Algiers is one of my favourite of the Sherlock Holmes series. Pearl of Death, for me, has the kind of artistic bent and mm-hmm. that, I don't know, a bit more in the production design department. It's a great movie. But Pursuit to Algiers, for me, is... is, is it's, it's kind of one that I sort of keep in my wallet, you know? I love it so much. So, um... I'm going to score this incredibly highly, and I don't expect anyone to follow me, but I'm talking from my heart, not from my head, so I'm going to give this a 10. A balls do all. <laughs> I don't expect anyone to match it, and I'm not going to have any kind of debate on whether you should raise your score or lower it, but I'm giving it a 10 because it means a lot to me. I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. Ben? Uh, yeah, I'm not giving it a 10. That's right. um... Thank you, Ben. <laughs> No, I, I enjoyed this. Um, it has um, probably inspired me to check out some of the others. Uh, and again, from the position I was, you know, honest about going into it, is means it's achieved something. So yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. I'd probably give it somewhere between a six and a seven out of ten. I think somewhere about that. Um, I, I'm, I'm my final thought. I'm going to pick out a couple of things that I want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid the the, the line. Moriarty was a virtuoso on the bassoon. Had me howling four times when I watched it. I forgot about that. <laughs> but it's also inspired me. Next time I'm somewhere where like no one knows me, you know, like a work thing or like an airport lounge if I'm travelling alone or somewhere, I'm going to try and pretend that Basil Rathbone's like enunciation is mine. And I'm going to like sort of so intentionally ask, "Oh, that's a lovely necklace you're wearing." Like, uh, <laughs> Could, could, could you tell me what jewels there are in that necklace? Jewelers. <laughs> there are lovely jewels in your necklace. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm doing a round-the-world weird accent thing that I tend to do. But no, I, in short, I, I, I did enjoy it, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. I think it'll be really interesting to see what you think of uh, of some of the others. Uh, as, as both Adam and I have said, uh, some are better than others, and er- everyone has varying opinions on these films. Uh, we proffered our, our favourites before, um, but I, I I really enjoyed this film. I think it's great. It's 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 up there uh, of the the fourteen they made. I'm going to give it an eight. It's an eight out of ten for me. I think I think it's a lovely film, and it's an hour long, and it's enjoyable, and it's fun. As you said, it's pulpy, uh, and uh, the cast is great. And seeing seeing Watson sing and being kind of infatuated was nice. And yeah, I I, I do. I really really enjoy this film. So yeah, it's an eight for me. Cool. Well, uh, before we go, uh, I need to throw it over to Adam. Because we have to give you your options for next time. Okay. Um, I, I was just looking at the list of the films we've done 
recently. And um, it's been a while since we've given you a, a wild card. I don't know if you have yes. one that, that you have seen recently that you would wish to bring to the show. It's very odd. Every time I see a film now that mm. I haven't seen in a while or a new one that someone's recommended or something like that, I go, ooh, that would be a good one for all the best lines. I definitely, definitely have one in mind. So, yes. Okay. So, uh, what are we going to be watching next? It's called Footsteps in the Fog. Um, it's a British American thriller starring Gene Simmons and Stuart Granger. And I saw you talking about this online quite recently. Yeah, and I've also reviewed it in the new Attaboy Clarence episode that's coming out. It really surprised me. And it's one of those films, it reminded me so much of, do you remember War of the Roses with Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas? Sure, Michael Douglas. You know when it's a couple of characters who are utterly repellent, and then they (laughs) just get vile and vile and as awful as they can at each other? It's a film that is basically that. Um, One of them is a murderer, and one of them is blackmailing the other. And I watched it thinking, I know exactly how this is going to end, or, you know, even start. And every single time, it just confounded me. So I was like, wow, this is a good one for all the best lines, because I think when you watch a Golden Age movie, you do tend to think it's going to follow some kind of formula, and this follows absolutely none of those rules. So (laughs) it's going to be Footsteps in the Fog, starring Gene Simmons and uh, Stuart Granger. That sounds wonderful. Uh, I I look forward to that. I, I uh, yeah, one I haven't seen. Uh, by the way, I, I will point out that obviously uh, this uh, the Sherlock episode will be episode twenty seven. Footsteps in the Fog will be episode twenty eight. We're inching closer to episode thirty. Uh, the big which one is going to be, which is, which is going to be my choice. Okay. So and I've already decided what we're going to do, and boy oh boy, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, just to give people. Uh, a little heads up for Is that. Is it in any way sex related? Can we have this conversation off air, please, no, darling? I'd rather yeah, have okay. it on air. There are <laughs> <laughs> well, we need a separate Patreon. <laughs> we can charge for that. More like an OnlyFans, but, uh, I would think. Well, it, oh, now you're talking. But yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So there, there's a lot of uh, lovely things uh, uh, on the way for all the best lines. But before we go, Ben. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Ben, where can people find you? Um, Middlesbrough. F- philosophically, or... Uh, <laughs> uh, they Just can find in general, me. day-to-day life. Where can it, they track yeah, well, you? Yeah, well, I, I don't want to let them know that, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, 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 in, in a podcast sense, I'm usually attached to Smokey's hip one way or another. So, yes, Rated H, the horror movie podcast, or House of Hammer, the Hammer movie podcast. Ben, I love I'll you so much. I love you so much. And I'm really glad right. you came on today. Thank you so much. Oh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I, I hope to be asked back again you another will. time. Absolutely. I promise you will. You will. <laughs> good. Good, good. Yeah. Well, all that remains to, to be said then, Adam? I think Ben should do it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? You just say all the best. Oh, uh, all the best. Lines. <laughs> <laughs> It's, 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 it's the comments that's like, you know, sort of, fish and chips, filthy stuff. So I'm writing in my notes, <laughs> Watson, snob. <laughs> <laughs>